0: Welcome to the Crop Watch Podcast. I'm Michael Sindelar, a cropping systems extension educator. For today's Crop Watch Podcast, we'll be talking about corn residue removal. We'll be joined today by Virginia Jen and Marty Schmier. Both are research scientists with the USDA ARS.
1: Yeah, my name is Marty Schmier with USDA ARS. I'm a research agronomist in, based out of Lincoln, Nebraska.
2: Um, my name is Virginia Jen, and I'm also with USDA ARS, and I'm a research soil scientist.
0: All right. Well, I guess the first question people are probably wondering is, what do we do with corn residue after we remove it?
1: Well, I think historically we've used it for livestock feed or in some parts of the corn belt, we also use it for bedding for the dairy industry. I think in Nebraska, historically, we've used it mostly as a livestock feed Um this is probably going on for a number of decades. Probably, um, particularly where in the North Platte Valley and in, in the Panhandle, uh, they've been taking stover off for a while. And so there's pockets of Nebraska where you see people take stover off, particularly for livestock feed. But there has been growing into um, probably in the last 20 years there was interest in uh, for cellulosic ethanol. And, um, so that's where a lot of our research came from. But um, probably the most most of it is going for Uh, as a livestock feed.
2: Right, and we'd like to keep it on the soil surface just for purposes of soil conservation, but we know just by looking out the the window that you can see producers are taking that material off. Um, So, a lot of our research questions revolve around that.
0: Okay, so what are the effects? We'll start out with probably the biggest one on maybe yield from removing corn residue or corn stover.
1: I think based on the, the data that we've, we've collected uh, with USDA, some of the work that, that's been done by the University of Nebraska and some other land-grant ins- institution is generally we don't see a yield hit, um, particularly in irrigated systems, we sometimes see a uh, slight yield bump. Um, we think that's maybe due um, because there's less residue off, the soil gets a little warmer, there's less nitrogen immobilization. Um, the, the corn just grows a little faster and um, but we do have there's has been times when we're in a drought period and under rain conditions where we see a, a yield hit from uh, taking stover off from the
0: previous year. Okay so continuing with that what happens in the soil uh, maybe uh, soil fertility first when you remove residue has there been a reduction in, in- any of the essential nutrients?
2: Well, I think what we tend to see in a lot of our longer-term studies is that in the surface soils, we will tend to see a decrease in the organic matter content, especially if you're being very aggressive with the removal and doing this over a long period of time. So a lot of producers may or may not choose to remove stover every year, but for very aggressive removals that are annual removals and yeah you might expect to see some uh, loss of soil organic matter in the surface um, and some of the nutrient export that goes along with that the the nutrients that are in the stover itself uh, we have some really forgiving soils though in Nebraska and so for the most part we haven't found that we needed to supplement nitrogen or any other nutrient um, to replace what's been taken off. But again, that's for a moderate rate of removal, not for super aggressive rates. Then, and if, especially if you see yield differences, you would probably want to consider whether or not you need to ameliorate that by adding back some nutrients. Right. I think the,
1: probably the biggest thing is if you're going to start or if you, you have taken silver off in the past is, you know, soil test your fields, um, get a kind of a good baseline, see where, see where some of your nutrient um, concentrations are at um, before you take stover off and then see if they've changed dramatically. Um, usually you see, the, you take some nitrogen off, um, the second, and then potassium is probably the highest uh, nutrient you take off. Phosphorus, you take about four or five pounds per ton you take off, uh, and then is you take about three or so pounds per ton of stover removal. So, but we haven't really seen anything with nitrogen in terms of needing to add more nitrogen on, on some of our long-term sites. So I think it goes back to Virginia, is that, you know, our soils are fairly forgiving. It, you know, may take more than a decade or so before you see some of those effects. Happen.
2: Well, I think it depends too on your rotation. So there sure. are, there's a case um, in Iowa where they have a corn-soybean rotation and the removal of corn stover actually... Um, had an impact on the soybean yield because of they needed more potassium so in that case in that particular rotation they did choose to supplement with additional nutrients but again all of those decisions on fertility depend on what your overall management system is and so doing the soil testing and things like that is going to be important
0: all right now I know that you mentioned a uh, loss of soil or organic matter. Does that loss of soil or organic matter drive any other changes in the soil that could be issues?
2: Yes, um, and, and what we find is that in systems that do stover removal mechanically, the first thing that we notice is, aside from potential losses in organic matter, is there's a lot of physical disturbance to the soil because you just have more machine traffic. And so when you see, um, things like reduced soil stability, then you begin to worry a little bit more about wind and water erosion and any of the other physical properties of the soil that go along with what might be impacted by this increased machine traffic from the stover removal. The organic matter content plays into soil stability as well, so it all is it's all interconnected in a lot of different ways. Um, but it's 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 kind of intuitive to know that if you've got more passes because you have more intensive management with mechanical removal, which could be more than two or maybe even three passes, how depending on how you do it, then yeah, there there are some physical soil property impacts of of doing that.
0: Okay. So uh, going on, are there other soil impacts that we haven't discussed that are brought on by removing corn stover?
2: There might be some uh, biological impacts um, where soil health is a really big and popular topic right now. And so what the, the, the idea is if you're changing your soil um, microbial communities or your organismal communities because of different management practices you're using, then perhaps that would affect the overall functioning of your soil. There's not a lot of data yet that would really help make that link between those biological properties and the functional properties of the soil. But you know, I think it's still something where people want to maintain as healthy a soil as possible. And so if there are ways to minimize the impacts of the, the management that any producer chooses to use, then you know that then biology may be maybe one of those. But whether or not that's going to be a major part of any decision, particularly an economic decision, that's going to depend on producer to producer
1: yeah and I think one of your if a, if a producer has their long-term goal is improving soil health then um, taking residue off would um, it, it just takes a little longer for that for any of your goals to happen so um, generally it's not you at best it, under best management practices with with stover removal or any residue removal Um, generally you can maintain the soil some of the soil condition but if you want to improve it then generally you want to keep as much as that residue if not all that residue on the ground
0: okay now you mentioned earlier um, different passes different number of passes with different uh, equipment what would be a recommended setup and what equipment would people need if they were interested in baling residue
1: well I think you know we this is one of the first ideas was that we would just um, maybe send it through the combine and so that you know either you could have it the spreader now you know just have a dump right be under instead of spreading it you just have a dumping in there there's new equipment that with the corn header that it actually will make a windrow underneath the combine so it's not sending it through the combine it's just um, uh, collecting it cutting it and then you can have a select how much much area or how much biomass you want to take from the windrow off the cor- the corn header um, a lot of times peop- farmers i think have have a more of an interest in having the decoupled from the harvesting so they what they want to do is they want usually they want to harvest the corn first and then go back in and, and harvest the the residue and so what that usually involves is, is some maybe something as a, as a, a rake um, a hay rake that can uh, make a windrow ren- a lot of times people we also use a uh, the self-propelled disc mower and a lot of people use also a kind of a corn shredder and then usually that has a cum- uh, accumulator at the end where they can make mix it into a rind row and then either using a large square baler or a round baler to collect the, the stover. I think the the thing that we've noticed is that how you harvest it also depends on how much stover is retained or how much biomass is retained because some of, those, some of these equipments available, if you're too aggressive, it really chops up, it, Makes the stover uh, into small particles, and so even though you can't collect everything, or you think you're collecting a certain amount, and you're leaving a certain amount, a portion of that will actually leave the field, you know, through uh, wind, particularly in central Nebraska, um, and or they'll just it will degrade quicker and oxidize into back into the atmosphere a little bit quicker. So you may not be getting all that full effect of of uh, maintaining the, the cover that you want. So um, sometimes we say. You know generally for stover it's about 50 percent of your grain so total biomass of the corn the harvest index is about we generally approximate it as 0.5 so you have half of it is grain and half of it is biomass so even if you take half of that the biomass off depending on how you use the equipment um, or what equipment you use um, some of it may not be retained as much as as you would initially have thought so that's one thing to consider um, what type of equipment you want to use. Um, I don't think there's one piece of equipment uh, available right now that's the dominant. Um, I think most people just either rake it or, or use a, a, some type of shredder available for them.
0: What would be the best economic decision for equipment to use?
2: Well, I think any any dis, any management practices that reduce the number of machine passes that you have on your field is one that's going to have a big impact on your your pocketbook simply because you're using a lot less fuel and fuel happens to be the category that takes up a lot of expense so if you have say an option where you can mow and windrow at the same time or mow and swath at the same time instead of having to mow and then rake as a separate pass that's probably some place where you could have some savings.
1: Yeah and I think it's just basically there's you know, you also have to evaluate your labor, how much of labor you have at a certain time is another consideration to take into account.
0: All right. So we kind of touched on it. What would be the recommended practices for removing residue responsibly?
1: I think that probably the bottom line is what Virginia alluded to was the potential loss in soil organic matter at the surface. So what we recommend is if you're taking residue off, whether it's just one time or, you know, a few times um, in, in, a, in a rotation, like, four, you know, 50% of the time that you have corn or something like that, that you, you have to reduce your tillage. So tillage in, and removing stover or most crop residues is really not compatible. So if you're going to take residue off or corn stover off, uh, you need to go at the minimum probably kind of a split tillage or a strip tillage type system or what we probably recommend is the no-tillage um, um, convert over to no-till because um, what we found in, from our long-term research is that by taking going no-till you tend to get a small yield bump from taking the residue off and so it tends to um, ha- you tend to get similar yields than if you had a disc tillage system so you tend the yields are exactly the same, but you you reduce the amount of um, potential soil impacts that you would
0: by having tillage coupled with residue removal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and so we, we've heard some negative impacts on the soil from that can happen when we remove residue. What are some options to remediate or ammoralate the uh, soil itself?
2: Well, um, cover crops are very popular right now, and it's not just the popularity part of it, but there's some real functional aspects to having a cover crop and keeping soil cover. When you're removing residue, even though with the improving amounts of biomass and yield we get, that means we have a lot more residue on the soil surface, using a cover crop to replace some of the biomass that you're taking off as stover is a, is a good idea for helping to restore some of the organic matter in that system, as well as some stability to the physical soil property because the roots and the plants are there. Um, so that's one option. And another option is in bringing back, again, the organic matter that you're losing with stover removal is to use things like animal manure or other kind of green manures um, and incorporating that into your system. Um, We have both of those types of treatments in a long-term experiment that's at the South Central um, Ag Laboratory here in Clay Center. Um, And it's been using those two practices to compare against uh, where we've removed the stover um, has shown to have some benefit there for um, our crop yields and some of our, our soil properties. Now, it takes a long time for the management benefits to show up. Um, just because the soils again are very fertile here and they're very forgiving but I think it's that long-term perspective and maintaining the soil health and sustainability where that that if if that could be one of the things that that helps people make decisions on management then that's where we would push folks to to consider it
1: and um, I think some general guidelines I would I would recommend for producers is that probably for fields that are above 180 bushel is, is probably the minimum um, threshold for taking stover removal. So anything below 100, 180 bushel, you need to uh, probably leave the stover on. Um, fields that are averaging over 180 bushel, um, you, you could probably consider taking stover off. And uh, probably, we right, right now we're, our recommendation is probably take no more than two tons per acre of of stover off. Uh, That generally means that the minimum amount of stover that's retained will will ensure that we um, meet the guidelines for minimizing soil erosion or water from wind or water and also maintaining our soil organic matter uh, concentrations in our soil. Other things to consider is if you have sloping soils um, we would highly recommend not uh, harvesting stover off of, of soil slopes that are or slopes in fields that are greater than four or five percent. And um, if you're in a corn-soybean rotation we'd recommend that you don't take the stover off every year. Um, probably do it once every four years. In a continuous corn system we'd probably recommend that uh, don't take stover off every year. We would recommend something maybe a minimum or probably no more than once every two years or so 50 or percent of the time.
0: All right, so do either of you have any online web resources that you would like to recommend for anybody interested in removing residue?
2: Well, clearly, the NEB guides that are provided by UNL Extension are an easy resource to use and refer to. Um, There are some resources available also through Extension in Iowa. Um, where they do some residue removal as well, but probably not as much as, as what um, we do in this state.
1: Yeah, and the, the Crop Watch um, Guidelines mm-hmm. Online are, are excellent resources. Uh, they're updated continuously uh, by the University of Nebraska. They're
0: a they're, uh, they're great to, to resource for producers. The Ways, thank you for your time, Virginia and Marty.